my dad works in B2B marketing, but I never really knew what that meant. Then one day, my dad came by my school for career day and told everyone in my class he was a big MQL man. Then he just kept saying things like, the more MQLs, the better, over and over. My friends still laugh at me to this day. I think it means marketing qualified lead. One thing's for sure. I'll be known as the MQL man's kid for the rest of my days. Why couldn't you just be a fireman or a lawyer? Why? You ruined my life, Dad. Not everyone gets B2B, but LinkedIn has the people who do. And with ads on LinkedIn, you'll be able to reach people based on job title, industry, likelihood to buy, and more. Start converting your B2B audience into high-quality leads today. We'll even give you $100 credit on your next ad campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash customer to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash customer. Terms and conditions apply. LinkedIn, the place to be, to be. Take your business further with the smart and flexible American Express Business Gold Card. It offers flexible spending capacity that adapts to your business. You can also earn up to $395 in annual statement credits on eligible purchases at select business merchants. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash businessgoldcard. AT&T connects and ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Got my Prevnar 20 shot. It's a pneumococcal pneumonia vaccine. For us, wise folks, it helps protect. I'm 19, strong. And asthmatic, and at higher risk, get vaccinated. But But nothing when grandma speaks. Grandson listens. 19 or older with chronic conditions like asthma, diabetes, or chronic heart disease, or 65 plus, you may be at higher risk for pneumococcal pneumonia. Prevnar 20 can help protect you with just one dose. Prevnar 20 is approved for adults to help prevent infections from 20 strains of the bacteria that cause pneumococcal pneumonia. Continued approval may depend on a supportive study. Don't get Prevnar 20 if you've had a severe allergic reaction to the vaccine or its ingredients. Adults with weakened immune systems may have a lower response to the vaccine. Side effects include pain and swelling at the injection site, fatigue, headache, muscle, and joint pain. For full prescribing information, please call 1-855-213-2138 or visit Prevnar 20.com. Ask your doctor or pharmacist about getting vaccinated with Prevnar 20, even if you've already received another pneumococcal pneumonia vaccine. This podcast is sponsored by Cloud Optimizer. As a business owner or IT manager, are your cloud investment costs going up and you don't know why? It's time for Cloud Optimizer. As you migrate your business to the cloud, what you're spending and why you're spending it can get a little hazy. But Cloud Optimizer clears up the mystery and puts the cloud to work for you. Cloud Optimizer starts by analyzing usage patterns, right-sizing resources, leveraging discounts you may not be aware of, implementing automation, and much more. And by reducing unnecessary expenses and maximizing performance, Cloud Optimizer guarantees you a savings of five times what you spend for their service. As you utilize cloud-based services more and more, you don't have to lose sight or control of your spend. You can stay agile, streamline your costs, and optimize your performance, plus save significant money with Cloud Optimizer. Make the cloud work for you with Cloud Optimizer. Get a free assessment and find out how much you can save by going to cloudoptimizer.com. Go to cloudoptimizer.com for your free assessment. That's cloudoptimizer.com. I'm Will Lucas, and this is Black Tag Green Money. Ryan Leslie is a Grammy-nominated musician and producer, having produced hits for artists like New Edition and Cassie, which he found and nurtured as an artist, and wrote and produced her hit single, Me and You. He's also founder at Superphone, which helps creatives and businesses increase engagement, drive revenue, and build better relationships with SMS, MMS marketing. I've been a fan of Ryan since I heard about his work in the early 2000s, so this one is a fun one for me. We're seeing so many of our great artists selling their catalogs and the rights to their music for sums that are very large and others that are at, at least we as the public don't feel are large enough. I asked Ryan to explain what's happening in the music business that's brought on this trend of sell-off when so many others are preaching ownership. Yeah, well, I would say for me, 
when you look at money in hand versus money in the future, there's a lot more that can be done with money in hand. And that's what's so important. And so when you have the ability to navigate financial markets, navigate investments, decide whether you want to make investments in a, in a number of different categories, the way financial markets work is it takes money to make money. And so to actually decide to say, okay, maybe I have $200 million at some point in the future uh, versus the ability to actually put that money to work right now, it, in my opinion, becomes a no brainer when you have that much future value that can be unlocked immediately. So what kind of artists does it make sense for if you're on the other side, you're a financer and you and you seen, OK, here's this artist X um, and they've had some pop hits. They've had some hits that, you know, some would argue are not like, you know, classics, but they may be hits. What at what point does it make sense for them to have conversations with artists to where, it, you know, though that long term value is there? Right. Well, what I would say is this is very, very detailed and data driven. So they just look at the streams. They look at what they would call steady state, meaning, hey, no matter how long it's been since this record came out, this is how much money is being generated on a consistent basis. And so they make an extrapolation on the catalog to decide what they believe the future value of that catalog will be. And that's how they that's how they do these deals. These deals are very, very specific. It had nothing to do with the subjective. Do I like the songs? I like the catalog. They literally just look at how many streams are these records making and uh, are, how many streams are these uh, records generating and what is the actual what 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 will actually um, be a great return on investment for them in terms of ownership. And then obviously the partnership and when we look at some of the big players that are doing this, the partnerships are able to potentially even rejuvenate the music, right? So when you have investors who also have their hands in film, television, sports, other arenas of entertainment, then they're able to acquire these catalogs and then give a song a brand new life because now it is the sound bed for a hit series somewhere, right? So they understand what they need to do to actually take this to the next level. And it's, uh, you know, you, when you talk about the, the accounting and the mathematics that is, uh, that's done in order to come to the valuations of these catalogs, it's very, uh, very data-driven. At the risk of making this even a little bit more technical, you know, we, we hear this mm -hmm. argument from artists talking about, you know, they may get 0. 0.000057 cents on these streams. But then you have mm -hmm. these, you know, financiers who obviously see the math and, you know, they believe mm -hmm. that they can get their their um, investment back. What is it that mm -hmm. they're taking advantage of that that artist can't take advantage of to be able to, to make that math math? Well, they're taking advantage of money up front. OK, so that's you just have to think about this. All right. So if, if and, and just for simple math, let's just do it. Let, let's think about it in terms of simple math. All right. So let's just say you got. A penny per stream, all right, instead of breaking it down to the fractional. That means a million streams, you would get you would get ten thousand dollars. All right. So when you have a record that just, you know, goes crazy, right? Ten million streams, hundred thousand, right? Uh, a billion streams, right? Ten million dollars. Right. So when you really think about this, the ability for these records to actually generate this. And if the artist wants to wait until the, the revenue is paid out, then obviously they can wait. The difference though, and you know, this is kind of what, what I've definitely worked with, with a number of artists that have come to me that, that are looking for mentorship in terms of how to get their finances right, is look, when you have the ability to navigate the financial markets in the right way, you can take 100K today and turn it into 200,000 by June of this year, you know? So, you know, we, we've got folks, I got I artists, managers, et cetera, that I work with, they'll come to me at the beginning of the year and say, look, you know, uh, I just got this advance yeah. and I'm looking to actually go ahead and, and make it stretch. You know, I know that the label is gonna take care of 
all of the expenses, but this advance, I need this to stretch. And so really it's about giving people the education that has been missing from the, our middle school to high school to college education system. How do you navigate financial markets? And this is, these are, these are uh, concepts that are really, you know, very, very, we talk about middle school math to understand they have just been sort of shrouded in secrecy up to this point. And so the difference is not that an independent artist or an artist would not be able to realize that uh, th those returns, it's just, do they actually have the ability to sit around and wait for that to actually be accrued to them? The difference is when someone has money, their money is losing money if it's just sitting there. So when you're an artist and you don't have the money and you're waiting for the money to come to you, well, then that's great because at some point that is uh, some, some, some value that will be accrued to you in the future. When you are a financier or you actually are even an artist that has money that's just sitting there, when that money is not deployed, then it's actually losing money. And so that's why, when, especially over the last couple of years where we saw the rife that was, uh, you know, was, was the, we found financial markets that were, were um, reeling from overextension due to all the money that had been, you know, sort of pumped into the economy. Uh, that is when you started to see smart folks looking for alternative places to put the money to work because the usual places where they would put money to work, Google, Apple, Amazon, the NASDAQ, the S&P 500, those places were overextended. And that money, while it was deployed in those places, those far reaches uh, of the financial markets was actually moving in the opposite direction that was desired. And so when you can find alternative ways to put the money to work where those returns are, let's say, uncorrelated to the stock market, then that really becomes a prudent investment. You've seen, um, like as many of us have these, you know, fake Drake AI, you know, um, <laughs> recreations of artists and their sound. And I wonder with mm -hmm. us, with us giving up these rights, do you foresee any potential regret that may come? Because we don't know what, you know, these things may be valuable um what what the value of these things may be because ai blockchain etc is happening so fast yeah i think to look at it that way is really looking at it from a scarcity mindset right um it, it's almost like when i first got into the music business there was a record i had that i thought was going to be my single it was called hot tonight the single ended up being a a single for new edition and i just knew at that juncture being a creative when you look at just life in general, as a creator, you want to be able to create. And so, yeah, maybe you have the song that got away. Maybe you have the, you know, the, the show idea that got away. Nine times out of 10, okay, when you decide to put that piece of intellectual property into the hands of uh, a different custodian, the hopefully that custodian has an incentive to actually make that a very increase the value of whatever you have ha have delivered to them and so in the case of new edition in the case of writing and producing me and you for cassie for example instead of thinking of this from a scarcity mindset and saying oh you know if i give this catalog away you know um you know what did i leave on the table i am always thinking in terms of my gift is the fact that for what they just bought, I can actually create 100, 200, 1,000 more. And they wouldn't even have to pay me to do it. It's something I want to do anyway. So whether they paid me up front now to do this or they didn't, I would still be in the studio the next day deciding that I wanted to create. And so when, when we look at our lives from that through that lens, when we look at our lives through that lens, we are able to really, you know, kind of, strip away all of those kind of distractions around what really matters and money really is just currency it just kind of flows through accounts if it comes to your account the only difference is and the reason why you want it to flow through your account is because you can exercise control on where it is distributed and so really 
the shrewd musician, the shrewd businessman, the, the shrewd person in general is looking to understand the science because it really is a science of how to get currency to flow through your accounts because when it flows through your accounts, you can direct the flow. Um, I want to talk to you about your brand a little bit. I've been following you for a long time. I remember YouTube videos where you would jump off the keys onto the drums, jump off the drums onto the guitar. And it was be these, right. you, you were a pioneer in that way. You were showing that one person could be in the studio doing all these things. I mean, you had artists who could do that, but they didn't have the gift of YouTube to be able to show the world mm -hmm. this. Right. And what we've learned about brand is that if you can build a successful brand, people will follow you wherever they'll, they'll go buy your thing. They'll yeah. go, they'll come to your show, mm -hmm. et cetera. Congrats on your successful mm -hmm. crowdfunding raise. Um, what have right. you learned about storytelling and branding that allows you to deploy your brand in any direction you wish? Yeah, I think really, uh, stories are what connect humans and even just what we're doing right now, we're telling stories. And that's why people are going to tune in and stories are the way that we convey and communicate our value to one another. And so whatever it is that you do, your ability to tell a story, a story of success, a story of challenge, a story of obstacle, a story where people can relate and see themselves in that story that will give you sort of a universal appeal on a human level. And when you strip away, hey, is this music? Is this technology? Is this finance? And you get down to the human level and you realize, hey, what is it that people really want? Well, they want to live their best lives. They want to be able to spend time with those that they love. They want to be able to uh, not have to trade their time to be employed in some kind of work that they, you know, that, that, they, that, that they wish they could do something else. So when you can help people to improve their lives in that way, whether it's just, hey, you know, a, a record that they can play over and over and over again when they're at the job that they probably wish they were doing something else or when when they are able to um, learn how to to finance whatever it is, maybe it's a new business or, or uh, uh, a vacation that they might have or or some medical procedure that will, you know, or to hire a trainer or get to the gym, whatever it is to eat better, you start realizing that as you can empower people to live their best life, the brand therefore becomes universal. Aside from Prince, I, you probably want to, at least my earliest memories on people talking about, you know, ownership and taking your own path in the music business. And even, again, back to those mm -hmm. early YouTube days, what was mm -hmm. obvious to you about, because you had labels coming to you saying, here, here's the contract mm -hmm. and you decided mm -hmm. to take mm -hmm. your own path. What was obvious yeah. to you that was obviously not obvious, no pun intended, to so many other talented musicians? Yeah, I think really um, music is one piece and the business is another. And what we understand now, which became very, very apparent to me early on, is that those businesses who had a direct relationship with their customers were going to be the businesses that would have exponential success. What does that mean? That means that when I am amassing a following on any platform, that platform, because it's free, I am the product, meaning that Instagram is selling me to acquire data and users, right? And though it may seem that I am amassing a following, when, when I look at the engagement, when I look at the click-throughs, when I look at the conversions, I'm saying, wow, I really don't own these people. And it was very, very, in, in, I would say very, very clear when we had built this, you know, quarter million person following on MySpace with Cassie. And then all of a sudden that was no longer the platform du jour. And so once everyone migrated away, we realized, oh man, we got to go do this all over again. And what a, what, what a shame and a waste of time, energy, and resources to go and do it all over again. So really for me, it's always just been about understanding that the companies in which I invested, uh, when I got my advance checks, the Amazon, the Google, the Apple, uh, the Facebook now meta, those companies were really very clearly paving the way for businesses that had a direct relationship with their customers 
and not just the ability to contact them, but the ability to build a profile to personalize the products and services that were offered. Those were the businesses that would be able to thrive. And in their ingenuity, in their ability to create an infrastructure to do this for themselves, they were able to build platforms on which other businesses could also be built. The number of people who have built multi-million dollar businesses on Amazon's platform, the number of people who utilize Facebook's advertising network to build multi-million dollar or multi-billion dollar businesses, the number of folks who rely on Google's cloud services, the same cloud services that they use to deliver their, uh, their, their products and services to their users, you find that the ability to have that kind of close relationship with those who support you allows you to refine your products and services so that you can even price them in a premium fashion. And so that also reduces the number of people, the number of customers, the number of supporters that you need to hit a threshold financially to live and thrive in business the way that you, that you, that you aspire and in the way that you aspire. Take your business further with the smart and flexible American Express Business Gold Card. You can earn four times points on your top two eligible spending categories every month, like transit, U.S. restaurants, and gas stations. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Four times points on up to $150,000 in purchases per year. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash businessgoldcard. My dad works in B2B marketing, but I never really knew what that meant. Then one day my dad came by my school for career day and told everyone in my class he was a big MQL man. Then he just kept saying things like, the more MQLs, the better, over and over. My friends still laugh at me to this day. I think it means marketing qualified lead. One thing's for sure, I'll be known as the MQL man's kid for the rest of my days. Why couldn't you just be a fireman or a lawyer? Why? You ruined my life, Dad. Not everyone gets B2B, but LinkedIn has the people who do. And with ads on LinkedIn, you'll be able to reach people based on job title, industry, likelihood to buy, and more. Start converting your B2B audience into high-quality leads today. We'll even give you $100 credit on your next ad campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash customer to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash customer. Terms and conditions apply. LinkedIn, the place to be, to be. AT&T connects and ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart's Outspoken Network for a year, and what a year it has been. Every weekday, I navigate our rapidly changing world alongside our series of fabulous expert guests. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Woke not just to the latest headlines, but also to the collective power we all have. Woke to the need to build community with those around us. Woke to how to avoid burnout and woke to the ways we can all find joy in the madness. Make Woke AF Daily with Danielle Moody your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. And tune in to hear the ways I am working to stay grounded amidst it all. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi there, I'm Bob Pittman, Chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. I'm excited to announce a new season of my podcast, Math & Magic, Stories from the Frontiers of Marketing. Our guests this season remind us to embrace change and fearlessly look toward the future. Like Andrew Jarecki, award-winning filmmaker and creator of Movie Phone. The studios didn't really control the theaters. The theaters didn't control the studios. 
And I thought, well, there's a window in here where I could make things easier for the consumer and also make something that would be very useful for the industry. Or Kellen Kenny, Chief Marketing and Growth Officer at AT&T, who installed fiber in customers' houses rather than leading from afar. It is so crucial that you spend time with the customers. That is the best lesson. In these exciting times, we're looking to the math, the strategy and analytics, and the magic, the creative spark, more than ever. Listen to a brand new season of Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. So I became aware of you in early 2000s, late 90s, late 1990s. Mm-hmm. I was writing for Brian Michael Cox. I was a songwriter. And him wow. and, and a guy named Adonis Shropshire, who you might know Adonis, yes. were having yeah, a conversation about you. And we were at Doppler in Atlanta. Oh, we asked Stankonia okay. in Atlanta, actually. And okay. the, the reason your name came up was because they were talking about ownership in studios. Like you were the, you were the only guy back then when everybody else was renting out studio time, you were building your own and buying your own equipment, your own keyboards and your yeah. own drums and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's how I became aware of Ryan Leslie, RLS. And and we have these conversations about, well, if we got, you know, the LeBron James of the world to go to Africa and build the NBA there, like they could own it and they don't have to be tied to this organization. And if, if, Jay, if the Jay-Z's of the world built over whatever, wherever else, they could start their own. Why... Mm why do those things not connect to reality in the way that we don't have the people who have this amount of wealth and power decide to secede away from institutional organizations and build their own in different ways? I mean, you have Ice Cube doing it like with the big three, but you don't have, Mm. it's not like a proliferation of people taking it away from the institution and doing it on their own like you did. Yeah, well, I would say that uh, first and foremost, Though there is a uh, there is an infrastructure and a history with those institutions that allows them to continue to grow, acquire, uh, consolidate to the point where like the government has to get involved and say, hey, antitrust, right? <laughs> uh, so that's number one. Number two, we also need to think about the fact that you know we are probably just one generation away from having the kind of wealth that we control as a people to do that. Uh, when we think of the institutions, those institutions were built on our back and to build on the backs of those to amass that kind of wealth and influence, you had to actually, uh, you had to do that in such a way that uh, completely separated them from the math and mechanics around how to actually generate that kind of wealth. And so we are starting to see this now. Uh, but how many players in the NBA did it take? How many success stories and failures did it take for us to have a billionaire athlete in a short amount of time as it took for LeBron to get there? How many artists did it take? Mega, massive, ultra, multi, extra platinum artists did it take to have the ability for a Jay-Z to then shorten the time for a Rihanna to get to that billionaire status? And at the end of the day, when we think about this, we need many, 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 many of those folks. And then we also need sort of uh, care, concern, consideration, and collaboration to actually happen amongst them. And what we've seen so often, especially in our community, is that besides uh, uh, almost in in, uh, contrast to care, consideration, concern, and collaboration, we have competition, right? And so when we have that, it it starts to, uh, sort of pit us against one another as opposed to having the kind of fabric that can actually uh, collectively, when the money's pooled, when the influence is pooled, to actually build uh, the way that, that we want to build. And so I think we're probably just one generation away. One of the business lessons I learned later than I wish I would have, but I, I did learn it, was about reinvesting the profits. Um, so oh, yeah. because you, you know, put in 900, you got a thousand, don't go spend that hundred, put the hundred in to grow, you know, the, uh, the, the the origination. And so obviously you learned that lesson and you were one, you were the one buying your own equipment and et cetera. How did you learn that lesson and how do you communicate it to other entrepreneurs or creatives who would be entrepreneurs to take the revenue that they generate, put it back in? Cause I heard you say before in the interview, which we'll talk about, you were completely fan funded. 
in so many ways. Yes, yes. And I would say that that reinvestment is is on so many different levels. It's, it's, it's not just finances, it's time, energy, and resources. And those resources are, are not just finances, it's time and energy as well. So what I would say is, uh, number one, I had great mentor, I had a great mentor and other great mentors. And I showed up the way I needed to when I had the ability to actually learn. And I invested in my relationship with those mentors because I wanted to, just as we saw, Rihanna's ability, uh, pathway to $1 billion was roughly half, if not shorter than Jay-Z's pathway to a billion dollars. And that really is a direct correlation to the kind of mentorship, but also the ability for the mentee to show up and be coachable. And so as I you know, kind of touched on at the beginning of this interview, I personally, because I am only where I am today, because a great mentor took an interest in actually you know, investing time with me, obviously I compensated uh, that mentor, uh, but took an interest and gave me a shot, I have made a commitment that any, and I'm talking about any artist, manager, attorney, software engineer, uh, mail carrier, DoorDash driver, anyone who has an interest in understanding the mindset, the mentality, the math, and the mechanics when it comes to money in the markets, as long as they could come to me with the spirit of a student and a respect for my time and the energy and the expertise that I will share with them, uh, I make it a point to actually take them under my wing one-on-one. -on -one, uh, and I have a literally a program uh, that, that, that has been running uh, to help folks, you know, whatever they're starting with, let's get you to a pathway to not just six figures, not seven, you know, let's, let's get you to eight or nine figures. And the beauty of compounding is that when you have the patience you can actually get there. And uh, I, I've literally shown folks how to start with, hey, if your investments only, I was literally talking to uh, one, of, one of my mentees today. I said, look, if your investments grow by $38 this year, I can show you a pathway that you'll leave $90 million to your family when you pass on. Now that obviously means that he's starting at age 33 and he's looking to leave whatever he's leaving at 95 or 100. But all of those years with the right kinds of decisions, the right kinds of techniques and strategies, you can do what so many others have done. And, uh, you know, it, 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 and then maybe they don't, they're, they're not the same shade that we are, right? But so many others have done because they learned it early. And it's never too late. You know, they say the best time to start investing was 20 years ago. The next best time is right now. And so for those where they're right now is right now, uh, that's the way in which I uh, lend myself and, and make myself available to anyone that wants to learn. And so it's very easy to get in touch with me. Uh, you go to your browser, you type in textryan.com. It's going to ask you for your phone number. And I have built a system. I've built a technology that allows me to actually find the people that are really serious about making that kind of difference. And so, um, it's been super rewarding. And so also, you know, I was just looking at a, at a documentary around Warren Buffett and he said, look, you know, uh, at a hundred billion dollars, you know, a guy that's worth a hundred billion, he said, look, at 1% of that, it still will be so much more than I would ever need to live. And I'm at a place now in my life and career that 1% of uh, what I've been able to amass and earn will allow me to be very, very comfortable for the rest of my life. So the rest of it, I want to actually, and in, in terms of time as well, the rest of it, I want to be able to pour into folks that actually want to reduce the time that it takes for them to realize some of that same success. So that's the way that I, that I pay it forward. Take your business further with the smart and flexible American Express Business Gold Card. It offers flexible spending capacity that adapts to your business. You can also earn up to $395 in annual statement credits on eligible purchases at select business merchants. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash businessgoldcard. AT&T Connects and Ode to Podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. 
Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart's Outspoken Network for a year, and what a year it has been. Every weekday, I navigate our rapidly changing world alongside our series of fabulous expert guests. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Woke not just to the latest headlines, but also to the collective power we all have. Woke to the need to build community with those around us. Woke to how to avoid burnout and woke to the ways we can all find joy in the madness. Make Woke AF Daily with Danielle Moody your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. And tune in to hear the ways I am working to stay grounded amidst it all. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi there, I'm Bob Pittman, Chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. I'm excited to announce a new season of my podcast, Math & Magic, Stories from the Frontiers of Marketing. Our guests this season remind us to embrace change and fearlessly look toward the future. Like Andrew Jarecki, award-winning filmmaker and creator of Movie Phone. The studios didn't really control the theaters. The theaters didn't control the studios. And I thought, well, there's a window in here where I could make things easier for the consumer and also make something that would be very useful for the industry. Or Kellen Kenny, Chief Marketing and Growth Officer at AT&T, who installed fiber in customers' houses rather than leading from afar. It is so crucial that you spend time with the customers. That is the best lesson. In these exciting times, we're looking to the math, the strategy and analytics, and the magic, the creative spark more than ever. Listen to a brand new season of Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. The Therapy for Black Girls podcast is an NAACP and Webby award-winning podcast dedicated to all things mental health, personal development, and all of the small decisions we can make to become the best possible versions of ourselves. Here, we have the conversations that help Black women decipher how their past inform who they are today and use that information to decide who they want to be moving forward. We chat about things like how to establish routines that center self-care, what burnout looks and feels like, and defining what aspects of our lives are making us happy and what parts are holding us back. I'm your host, Dr. Joy Harden-Bradford, a licensed psychologist in Atlanta, Georgia, and I can't wait for you to join the conversation every Wednesday. Listen to the Therapy for Black Girls podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Take good care, and we'll see you there. Um, I've been a fan of yours. Obviously, I've got followed your story for you know, about 20 years mm -hmm. now. And one thing I've mm -hmm. have been, I've always, always thought what was remarkable is how you built an international presence. And I wonder, mm -hmm. because you were talking about going to Switzerland and Belgium before I, I saw <laughs> our stars, you know, on stage in these countries. How did you right. grow that? Um, or was it something about the music that just spoke to that, those audiences over there? I, I believe it was really a, a combination. And also, I believe that, you know, very early on, I was using technology to identify and pinpoint where the audiences were. And so when I realized that my listeners were in a specific locale, I wanted to make sure that I was providing even higher level of service by saying, hey, I see that there is an, is a, an appreciation and enjoyment of the music. Let's step it up to the live experience. And then I would go and do sort of that research there and say, okay, what is it that you love when an artist comes from another country to come and perform? Well, they said, well, we don't know exactly what we love. Obviously, we love the music, but we can tell you what we don't love. I said, okay, well, tell me. And they said, well, you know, they'll come on. They'll just, you know, uh, have a track playing. And then, you know, they'll do 30 minutes and, and act like, you know, it was such a 
a pleasure and privilege for them to come over and be on stage. And I said, okay, I'm, I'm gonna do you one better. We ain't gonna just do the track with the DJ. If I have to pay for it, I'll bring the band out and we're gonna do two and a half hour sessions. Why? Because it's music. Music is so beautiful that, you know, you can, the, the record might only be three minutes, but when you do it on stage, you could do it for 10 minutes and people love it and, and they, they're, they're, they are, they rocking with you. And so, you know, I, I really just look to, uh, in any area of my life, deliver the highest level of service. So if as a music producer, look, what is it that folks need? If folks need X number of tracks per day, they need two, I try to give them nine. If people say, well, you know what? It's not enough to just do the tracks. I need a top line too. Well, we'll record a top line for you as well. Uh, well, you know, somebody will come to you and say, well, you know, I also want to think about a rollout strategy as well. We help to devise that for you as well. And then when it came down to being of service to my fans, my community, uh, the ability for them to come have a great experience, um, have it curated for them, have them be able to, you know, write in the set list and choose all of those kinds of, uh, of different elements of the show. Um, I think really all of that lent itself to the relationship that I have to this day where, you know, my last record per se may have been years ago and we'll still fly across on July the 8th and, and we'll fill out a 3000 uh, person venue in Cologne, Germany of all places. So I believe that, um, you know, technology nowadays gives you the ability to actually pinpoint uh, the audience, the supporters, where the listeners are coming from, where the support is coming from. And then it's up to the entrepreneur uh, or, or, or the business uh, mind of your operation to actually know what to do with that data. And, you know, I, I think we're talking obviously about it all being self-contained and yes, that's great. The other piece of this puzzle is it's also important to just understand when your special gift is the creativity and someone else's special gift may be the business acumen and when those two minds, those two worlds combine, you really have a scenario where one plus one may equal 11. Yeah, yeah. I told you I want to talk about Superphone just for one second. Uh, many companies have recognized mm -hmm. that email just doesn't do what it used to do. They're trying to get the phone mm -hmm. numbers now. Um, how does this work? How does Superphone particularly work to where I may not know I can't put a call to action in every message. You know, I may need to, you know, just mm -hmm. actually provide value. And it's easier to do in yeah. so in at the top of mind via email, a little maybe a little harder, or maybe not, I'm gonna let you say that, in SMS. Yeah. I really look at SMS as a more of inbound versus outbound. You know, I I find it a, a, a number of folks that say, Oh yeah, I want to build a big list and then I want to, uh, you know, broadcast. I think email lends itself to that kind of exchange. I believe that the, uh, the communication channel of SMS is personal, it's intimate, it's the most important real estate in everyone's phone, and it works extremely well on the inbound side. So if I say, and really this is how I launched Superphone, I said, look, if you want my album, send me a text. So that means the intent has already been captured. From the time they send a text, I already know where this is leading. They're looking for the album. So at that point, I can say, okay, great. I want to provide you the highest level of service. What's your at? What's your um, uh, email address? And, and where can I ship it? If I'm going to give you something, if I'm going to deliver you something that's physical. And so in that exchange, the intent has already been captured and the ability to actually have that communication. And also the beauty of a phone is that it can very, very quickly sort of upgrade to an actual real conversation. The beauty of, of, of thinking about uh, uh, intimacy, uh, when you're thinking about your supporters, friends, family, followers, whoever it may be, the beauty of thinking about intimacy in a pyramid is that when you start with social media, you can think about the expected response time or expected response rate. So when you post something on social media, people are, uh, I guess the response is optional, right? Then when you get to email and it's a broadcast, once again, response optional. And even in personal relationships, you might send an email and it's very easy to be, oh, I didn't get that, or oh, I went to spam, et cetera. Once you move up to text, the text is a, a much more intimate and much more important real estate in someone's mobile device. And then the beauty of text is that it can actually upgrade to that in-person, real-time conversation. So if you send someone an email and they don't respond for a couple of days, 
you might actually say, ah, oh, it's all right. You send someone a text, they don't respond for a couple of hours, you start getting worried. You on the phone and it's a live conversation, someone doesn't respond within moments, you might have to say, hey, you all right, right? So you see that there's sort of a pyramid in terms of expected response time. And so with Superphone, we really want to unlock that SMS to voice because of how powerful that communication channel actually is. I was reading an interview and you talked about, this is a quote from you, I'm fan funded. The people that come to my concerts and pay double and triple the prices of an album to watch the music being performed live is the way that future albums, videos, and tours are going to be funded. Um, talk yeah. about what you see when you recognize startups and projects taking on a lot of investment without that product market fit. You know, and you, we've seen a lot of companies burn out because they took a bunch of money and didn't have the revenue coming in, but just because valuations mm -hmm. are magical numbers. But they thereby they give up so much because they don't have mm -hmm. the leverage. Yeah. Uh, you know, I think that every sort of business and I, I believe that every sort of business has a has a unique path. And in the same way that so many businesses have been successful, the ability to just apply a template and say this is going to work for someone else, I believe sort of undermines the unique value proposition in each product or service that a business innovates. And so I believe that uh, it's just important to be almost machine level in your ability to analyze the data and allow the data to tell the story and drive your decision making in business. And so, you know, in some cases, growth may be more important than revenue because to amass a large audience is when you can then monetize the audience with advertising, et cetera. So I believe that every business, every artist, every entrepreneur really, it, it really makes sense to find an expert, uh, find someone with some great experience, whether that, that may be a mentor, a coach, or even uh, whoever comes in as an investor, they need to be truly invested in not just a return from whatever the business may, may, uh, may, may, may yield, but also they must be committed to the growth, not only of just the business, but the humans that run the business. Um, you know, we, we can name off name brands uh, across the board, and it is those name brands that have leaders, business minds that we relate to on a human level uh, that we sometimes may uh, remember more. And so uh, in, in my businesses, uh, in you know, some of the great businesses that I've invested in, these uh, CEOs and founders have become synonymous with their businesses, a Jeff Bezos, a Steve Jobs, um, you know, uh, an Elon Musk, right? Uh, a Jay-Z, right, with Rock Nation and, and many of the other businesses. So at the end of the day, I believe that uh, when we realize that, you know, product market fit and just looking at data in and of itself can help to drive our decisions at the end of the day. And I think the, the theme of this interview even is just that uh, we are looking to derive and provide value. That is what gives us purpose as humans. And so when we understand how to quantify that in a real way, uh, we, we can really find, uh, we, we can really find uh, some uh, extraordinary success. All right, Les, it's an honor for me to talk to you, man. I've been following you for 25 years, so this is a pleasure. Yes, sir. Yes, sir, man. Well, look, textryan.com, man, drop the number, man. And, and, and literally, I, I say this all the time. I say it on every podcast. I'm really interested in building real relationships and, you know, folks have to show up for those relationships. So for folks that have, I've had people that sent me text messages before and we've gone on to, you know, co-invest in businesses together. We've gone on to, you know, take trips together. We've gone on to, you know, build businesses together. And so I'm very, very committed to that being my driving purpose in life is to be a living example of everything I talk about. And really, that's about connecting on a human level. Black Tech Green Money is a production of Blavity Afrotech. On the Black Effect Podcast Network and iHeartMedia. And it's produced by Morgan DeBon and me, Will Lucas. 
with additional production support by Sarah Ergen and Rose McLucas. Special thank you to Mike Davis, Vanessa Serrano, and Maya Muldrew. Learn more about my guests and other tech disruptors and innovators at afrotech.com. Enjoying Black Tech Green Money? Share this with somebody. Go get your money. Peace and love. Got my PrevNA 20 shot. It's a pneumococcal pneumonia vaccine. For us, wise folks, it helps protect. I'm 19, strong. And asthmatic, and at higher risk. Get vaccinated. But, but nothing when grandma speaks. Grandson listens. 19 or older with chronic conditions like asthma, diabetes, or chronic heart disease, or 65 plus, you may be at higher risk for pneumococcal pneumonia. Prevnar 20 can help protect you with just one dose. Prevnar 20 is approved for adults to help prevent infections from 20 strains of the bacteria that cause pneumococcal pneumonia. Continued approval may depend on a supportive study. Don't get Prevnar 20 if you've had a severe allergic reaction to the vaccine or its ingredients. Adults with weakened immune systems may have a lower response to the vaccine. Side effects include pain and swelling at the injection site, fatigue, headache, muscle, and joint pain. For full prescribing information, please call 1-855-213-2138 or visit Prevnar20.com. Ask your doctor or pharmacist about getting vaccinated with Prevnar20, even if you've already received another pneumococcal pneumonia vaccine. It's brand new, season two. I'm Marissa Thalberg. And I'm Stephen Wolf Bededa. And we're excited to be back having bigger, bolder, and always real conversations. Straight from the C-suite front lines of marketing, media, and more. We have great friends joining from people you may know, like Wilmer Valderrama and Bobby Burke. And people you'll want to know. So grab a coffee or, hey, even an Aperol Spritz and come join us on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Listen to brand new on the iHeart Radio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi there, I'm Bob Pittman, Chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. I'm excited to announce a new season of my podcast, Math & Magic, Stories from the Frontiers of Marketing. Our guests this season show us big risk can yield big rewards, like Rob Riley, the creative head of one of the world's leading advertising firms. I try to create environments where anybody can say anything without any judgment. Listen to a brand new season of Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast or wherever you get your podcast. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose Podcast, and I had the opportunity to talk to one of Hollywood's major icons, Michael B. Jordan. In our conversation, Michael shares the highs, the lows, and everything in between, offering a genuine glimpse into his world. The closest to getting what you want is always the hardest. People give up right before they get what they've always wanted to get. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Therapy for Black Girls podcast is your space to explore mental health, personal development, and all of the small decisions we can make to become the best possible versions of ourselves. I'm your host, Dr. Joy Harden-Bradford, a licensed psychologist in Atlanta, Georgia. And I can't wait for you to join the conversation every Wednesday. Listen to the Therapy for Black Girls podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Take good care, and we'll see you there.